welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at trading experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Tuesday, March 23rd. The market of stocks struggled. The Russell 2000 tumbled 3.6% and had its worst day since February 25th. What led the market lower today? Very weak day out of stocks, pretty much across the board today. 88% of all U.S. equities move lower. You can't blame today's weakness on inflation as we saw Treasury yields come in today. Oil continued to pull in from highs, down 6% today. Good for gas prices, at least. The reopening stocks continued to fade their recent gains, suggesting that trade may have peaked in the short run. Retail airlines and other travel stocks all sold off today. The glimmering sector was consumer defensive stocks like the Walmarts, Coca-Colas, and Colgates of the world. While they were largely considered a part of the reopening trade, they saw divergence from other sectors like retail today, indicating that's where the money is continuing to flow in this market. The other glimmering hope, somewhat shockingly, was big tech. Netflix got a big upgrade today. They advanced over 2%. Microsoft, Adobe, Oracle, and Google all finished in the green. This could suggest the inflation trade has peaked if we're seeing money flow in that direction, especially on such a broadly weak day, but time will tell here. Fed Chair Jerome Powell and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen appeared before the House Financial Services Committee, which is when stocks started to tick lower. So what did we learn from these two today? We got a lot of good information out of the Fed and Janet Yellen today. We're anticipating ridiculous GDP growth of 6.5% this year, and Powell still believes even with that astronomical growth, along with the $1.9 trillion stimulus package, it's not likely to produce the type of inflation in the near term that would cause the Fed to raise rates. He reiterated the Fed still had tools to deal with rising price pressures if necessary. Powell has been notably dovish in his stance, but Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan who's much more hawkish in his policies, said this morning he believes we'll begin to see rate hikes next year. Powell contended this point with the concerns about rising COVID cases, especially in Europe. They're weighing on yields with traders, second-guessing growth forecasts. Other than that, we heard a lot about climate change efforts in this hearing as the Fed recently created a committee to study the implications of climate change for financial institutions. We also heard about the likely need for tax increases in a post-pandemic world to pay for all this infrastructure. We'll likely see the corporate tax rate hiked back to that 28% level. So we're definitely expecting some changes to the tax structure once we're fully out of the pandemic. We'll be on the lookout for any details here as they emerge. Biotech broke down 4% as Bernie Sanders introduced three pieces of legislation with the goal to lower drug prices. How is Bernie looking to shake up the biotech industry? Bernie is back and he's coming for the pharmaceutical companies. These three pieces of legislature are all aimed at different aspects of the U.S. pharmaceutical industry. The first is the Prescription Drug Price Relief Act. This would tie the price of prescription drugs in the U.S. to the median price in Canada, the U.K., France, Germany, and Japan. He dropped a pretty alarming stat on Twitter where he was talking about the discrepancies in the price of insulin across the globe. The price ranges from $7 to $14 per unit worldwide, but in the U.S., it's over $98 a unit, which is just pretty disgusting. The second piece is the Medicare Drug Price Negotiation Act. This empowers the HHS secretary to negotiate lower drug prices under the Medicare Part D. The third is the Affordable and Safe Prescription Drug Importation Act. This allows patients to import drugs from Canada and other countries. So so Bernie, the champion of the middle class, is coming at the next of the price gouging pharmaceutical companies and the stocks reacted accordingly. We'll see if this leads to any actual reform. 
GameStop reported earnings after the close. This is the meme stock's first earnings report since it squeezed from $20 to $483 in January. Did the company address its psychotic price action at all? Psychotic price action. That's a great way to describe it, Riley. So these earnings came out about 10 minutes ago. We're only able to get a quick glance at this point, but I didn't see a thing mentioned about the recent price action in the stock. The stock's been gyrating after hours, up and down 10 or 15%. I'm not sure how much the financials even have to do with the price action we've been seeing, but you know, e-commerce sales were up 175%. That's positive. Gross margins were down to 21% from 25% expected. So that's never good. But there was zero mention of any share buybacks or secondary offerings when it seems like the most obvious answer to capitalizing on the meme stock craze. You have to wonder if management is just fumbling the bag here with a once in a lifetime opportunity to raise some cash. Robinhood confidentially filed its IPO. The company came under heavy scrutiny during the meme stock madness in January. When do you think we'll see this company in the public markets and what do you expect from its debut? So because they filed for the IPO confidentially, we don't know too much. Airbnb, Uber, and Lyft are all poster children for filing confidentially. And this allows more flexibility to the company and can be more advantageous than the traditional S1 route. What this does is it allows Robinhood to withhold financial information from competitors for a few more months. By going this route, they only have to give us a three-week heads up with their S1, and they're not locked into a specific time to go public. If you go the traditional IPO route, they're pretty much guaranteeing to go public in 90 to 120 days. You do not want to IPO when the market's been selling off, so a lot of increased flexibility here. If you remember, Airbnb was set to go public in the beginning of the pandemic, March or so, but pushed it off till December of last year, and it proved to be very advantageous timing as they're looking ahead to post-pandemic life. So we don't know when they'll file. We just know it's coming soon. All righty, Shake. Well, that's a wrap for today. We'll watch and see how GameStop trades, as well as if the market can bounce back. But we'll talk again tomorrow after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.